The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday the 6th of February. In your Squiz today, banking and the economic outlook, the latest from Townsville, a Chinese billionaire and political donor has had his Australian permanent residency cancelled, and what happens when you take your passwords to the grave. This is your Squiz today. Starting with the Banking Royal Commission again, Claire, despite some pretty damning findings out this week, gains for the big four banks, which is ANZ, NAB, CBA and Westpac, drove the biggest one-day rise on the Australian Stock Exchange in more than two years. Which is a pretty interesting uh, acknowledgement by investors uh, of what they think about Mm. Kenneth Haynes' Royal Commission and really it's a vote of confidence uh, in the banks uh, and also recognition that really that Royal Commission didn't uh, impose any sort of huge sanctions on the banks or other financial institutions that would have taken them backwards in investors' eyes. And what about the economic outlook? It's all tied in. Yeah, it is all tied in. So banks, of course, are really important to our economy. Uh, We need public confidence in the banks and also the banks need to be able to lend money. Yesterday, the Reserve Bank flagged some risks that it's seeing in the economy this year. It's downgraded its prediction for economic growth from 3.5% to 3%, which doesn't sound like much when you just sort of read it on paper. But if we do have half a percent off our economic growth, that's a lot of jobs that aren't created. That's a lot of spending that doesn't happen in the economy. Uh, That all comes back again to confidence in the banks. It's one big factor in that. Uh, Although you would think with uh, Reserve Bank Governor Uh, giving a speech today to the National Press Club. It'll be very interesting to hear his direct views on what exactly happened uh, in that Royal Commission and how that might affect our economy this year. Yeah, Philip Lowe, that is. And that's on at 12.30 today for those that are interested. Uh, It's still tough going up in Townsville, Claire. And looking at some of the pictures that have come through, I've got a link to some aerial photos of exactly what's gone down around Townsville and the massive water is just quite incredible. Uh, Two men aged in their 20s who had been missing since Monday morning uh, were found sadly in a stormwater drain yesterday. Um, Floodwaters had receded a little bit yesterday, but that could be short-lived. More rain is expected today, if you can believe it. Yeah. Emergency services up there have said that it's hard to tell, but it could be thousands of homes that have been affected by that flood water. To a completely different story, a Chinese billionaire who lives in Australia and has donated money to both our major political parties has been declared unfit to hold an Australian passport after being investigated by our spy agencies. One... Zhang Mo is his name. He's the bloke who has been tied to quite a few political scandals. He was famously the bloke who was warned by former Labor Senator Sam Dastiari that our spy Mm. agencies were monitoring him. And he's, as you say, given quite a bit of money. It's actually in the millions of of dollars to both Labor and the coalition uh, over the years. And it looks like, um, according to reports in the in the Fairfax or the old Fairfax media, Sydney Morning Herald and the Age um, today, that he has had his Australian residency cancelled and his application for an Australian passport knocked back. Uh, that's all happened while he's been on a trip overseas and it's left him unable to return to Australia, which is something that he's fighting, the report says. 
Yeah, they're concerned about the reliability of his answers in interviews and correspondence with ASIO. Uh, So a lot more to come on that one. Donald Trump will give his annual State of the Union address today. What can we expect? We can expect the sort of uh, rhetoric that we see in his scripted speeches that's quite inclusive in stark contradiction to his tweets that often come early in the morning and have lots of all caps and quite a few exclamation marks. We might still get some tweets, you never know. That's happening at one o'clock today. Yeah, and um, also, of course, expecting all of that to tie back to his case for the building of a border wall along the US-Mexico border. That's something that he's still pursuing. And of course, the government's only on temporary budget funding at the moment. So uh, that's something that he'll be making a case for again. You're really going to have to step us through this one, Claire. Hawaii is proposing to make cigarettes unavailable to anyone aged less than 100 years old. And I just read that and had visions of, you know, celebratory parties (laughs) of getting to 100 and lighting up with a cigarette. But uh, if you get to to 100, I guess you're allowed to do whatever you want. (laughs) Well, what they're suggesting is that um, the age, legal age to purchase cigarettes is increased by a decade um, pretty much every year for the next few years until it hits 100. And Hawaii has led the pack uh, in the United States uh, recently, only a couple of years ago, upping uh, the legal age to purchase cigarettes to 21. Um, So yeah, they're looking to raise it until it hits 100 in 2024. It's a proposal at this stage. But given they've taken some positions on on these sorts of things last year, you might remember they cracked down on um, some coral bleaching sunscreens. So uh, it's certainly an interesting thing that uh, we'll no doubt watch. From us, we did it yesterday. We officially moved to our new email platform. It'll give you a better email experience. For example, some of you might have noticed we've put share buttons under individual news items so you can share them with your mates on Facebook, Twitter or or via email. We've learned a, a lot about uh, email through this process, haven't we, Claire? Oh, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> it's kind of like making a friend. You have to hang out with them a bit before it sticks. That's kind of yeah. how your inbox is behaving. So you got to warm it up. So if you didn't receive the email yesterday, probably means our friendship isn't rock solid yet, I guess. <laughs> Make it rock solid by saving hello at mythersqueeze.com.au to your email contacts. That should help. So that email address is hello at mythersqueeze.com.au. This next story is pretty unbelievable. The widow, uh, or anyone for that matter, of cryptocurrency boss Gerald Cotton does not know the password to unlock $200 million in digital tokens. Yeah. So we're talking Bitcoin and, and others. Yeah, it's $275 million in Australian dollars. And, um, of course, there's lots of conspiracy theories now that perhaps that fortune was never actually real. But... Um, can't get into the computer or, or his phone to actually get into that account and that means that um, that business looks pretty sunk at the moment. Let's hope it's it, this is a true story unlike the Harry Styles face tattoo from last week which we've since found out was all a PR stunt. Yes, and that is our subject line for today. We've got Fleetwood Mac's um, Tell Me Lies. Um, oh, <laughs> so lie the was. outrage of last week of face tattoos and as you picked, Kate, Kelsey Carter really just wanted to be talked about and the tattoos are stop, fake. Stop, stop saying her name. I know. That's not I know. <laughs> she tricked us all. Really rewarding bad behaviour. 
We are, we are. Don't forget to head to AustralianPodcastAwards.com to vote for the squeeze in the popular vote category. Last we heard we were in the top 10, but we definitely need a, a push this last week to, to get us there. Uh, we hope you have a great Wednesday and we'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au.